what's going on, everybody? You're listening to The Sane Show, the show about nothing and everything. I'm your host, Cliff, and today I got someone on, not a new face, it's been a while. They came on at the very beginning. I got Reminis X joining us again. How you doing? What's up? What's up, everybody? I'm back at it. So glad to have you back on. It, it was definitely fun you know, having you on the last time. So, And a lot of people <laughs> had some uh, great things to say about that episode. So obviously, and I told you before that, you know, I'm going to have you back on sometime in the future. So 31 episodes later, you're finally back on the same show. So uh, welcome absolutely. back. Congratulations on 36 <laughs> episodes, by the way. Really quick, want to shout out everybody following the same show want to take a moment to acknowledge everyone you know all over the world you know we got listeners in 34 different countries it's so exciting yeah in every continent with the exception of antarctica because no life or (laughs) no one lives in antarctica so (laughs) Um, that happens all the time man right so uh yeah it's, it's it's definitely been a lot of uh, growth, of course, since you've been on the show, and a lot of great guests have been on here. So, and it's always fun, you know, having people like yourself on the same show. So, to everybody listening, you know, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us at the same underscore show. That's S A N E underscore show, and then you can check us out on Facebook, the same show. Feel free to send us a message. We'll always get back to you guys that have any questions about our guests or want to know more about some of the things that we talked about on the show. So today we'll be talking about cultural representation. I know you guys are kind of aware with everything going on in the media, especially with like the Little Mermaid situation. And <laughs> then we'll talk about just do it. Basically, you know, just get out there do your thing you know it's going to be kind of a really inspirational or at least i hope it's inspirational to you guys so just do it you know something that we'll be talking about and then we'll have the interview following that let you guys get up to date on reminisce x what she's got going on and of course you guys always get a chance to learn about her you know during that that segment <laughs> so let's go ahead and hop into a cultural representation you know aside from the little mermaid uh hallie is Halle Bailey? Halle Bailey, yes. Yeah, Halle Bailey, you know, black actress, being now has been casted as Little Mer- as a Little Mermaid for the Disney uh, live yeah. right adaptation of the film, which is great. Mm-hmm. But aside, we'll, we're going to get back to that because that's that's just a big mess in itself. Oh man, I have but- like. <laughs> I have a whole fire in my belly just boiling for that topic. So, yeah, All definitely. Right. You and I both. <laughs> and I, I kind of been silent on it until now because now it's on. It's, it's made its way to the same show. So, I got it. You gotta, know what I mean? <laughs> it's a great so, platform. So, you know, there's been a larger conversation around equal representation of different ethnic, ethnic groups within entertainment. And... Right. I know recently on, on a recent episode, you know, I had uh, B. Daniel Watkins, who's a member of the LGBTQ community. And, you know, that was kind of a conversation we had as far as representation of uh, people in the LGBTQ community. So this is kind of this pretty much is along that same line that we're talking about ethnic groups, because, you know, we, we especially when we talk about, you know, African-Americans, black people right. in entertainment and not being fairly represented. And at the same time, like not getting some of those roles that you knew 
a black person should have been casted Absolutely. for. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's really interesting how this whole Little Mermaid thing has caused such an uproar within, yeah. I guess you can say, every community, uh, white, black, Hispanic, you know, all the memes are going around. It's a, it's a hot topic. And right. I, don't, I guess, what, what's your stance on it? First, let me say that representation of black people in television has never really been there like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If there was any representation of us, it was because it was surrounded by our culture. You know, we literally had to be immersed within the culture. There was no real like fictional fairy tale like stories, you know, with us around it. And interesting enough, I had, you know, a conversation with a couple of fair skinned people at my job and they <laughs> they told me, you know, oh, well, you have Tiana. And I was like, I don't have Tiana. Maybe a 14 year old today has Tiana, you know, but I didn't have Tiana. You right. know, I was in high school when Princess and the Frog came out. You know who I had? I, I kind of had Jasmine. That was yeah. about the only, that was the darkest colored person, you know, as far as Disney princesses were concerned. And some people even told me like Pocahontas because of my lighter skin tone. They were like, oh yeah, well, you could probably relate to her. I was like, we are not, a <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. wow, thank you, but no thank you. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it was it was just lack of representation all around, you know. Mm -hmm. So the idea of a little black girl with her natural hair looking at this dreadheaded mermaid who sings ever so beautifully. At the end of the day, I don't really care what the premise was <laughs> right. of the original story. I don't care about the 1989 version. I, I didn't even watch it. I'm going to be real with you. I didn't watch a lot of Disney movies because they didn't make any sense to me. You know what I mean? They were unrelatable to me. I honestly, I don't even remember. I remember the premise. I remember the storyline behind Little Mermaid, but I don't remember it being my favorite movie for any reason at all. Mm -hmm. I don't remember Cinderella being my favorite movie. I don't remember Snow White being my favorite movie. I don't remember any of those movies like being my favorite movie, the movie I had to have. You know what I mean? Ooh, right. a movie that I knew I had to have was like Milan. And that was because it was a different culture. It was like, oh, wow, this is this is actually different. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I couldn't necessarily relate to Chinese culture as much, but I still was like highly interested in what was going on, you know, right. in that film. And it made a lot more sense to me, even Aladdin to a certain extent. But the ones that were just, you know, pure Aryan race, I'm over here like I <laughs> can't relate. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? And just to talk about Halle Bailey for a second, this girl is undoubtedly talented. This little girl sung like an angel when I first saw her on YouTube. I was one of the first few viewers to like really subscribe to her and Chloe's channel, you know, back in like 2011 when they were just singing Beyonce songs in their basement. Like, mm -hmm. I have known these girls have had a beautiful voice for years upon years. They've been singing since they were like two and three. So for Hallie to get picked, it's because of talent. It's not because of skin tone. This is not an affirmative action thing. You know right. what I mean? Or at least we hope it's not. But if it, is, if it is, they still made an amazing decision. You know what right. I mean? Because she is definitely a diamond that they picked up. If they would have passed on Haley, or I'm sorry, if they would have passed on Hallie for any, anybody else, you know, that would have been the biggest regret Disney would have ever made financially within 
cultural aspects. Like, if you think that Disney is about to pull out because people are petitioning against it just because of their racial, their uh, racial identity crisis, <laughs> you're out of your mind. So it's like a lot of people are wasting their time. Like, absolutely wasting. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's crazy that people are going to the lengths of like starting a petition and like just coming up with all these crazy theories or whatever as to you know all of this and you know saying like oh well well what if we made like uh, Malcolm X white or you know like first of all you're talking about fictional people <laughs> not fictional but um you know historical that uh, is figures. Hilarious. Right, like, what if we did this? Like, no, like, a mermaid one is a is a fictional creature. <laughs> a fictional character. What is wrong yeah. with you, man? You know yeah. what? I I had this conversation um not too long ago, well, long enough ago, um with an old classmate of mine when we were still friends on Facebook. There was a picture of Bob Marley, Brad Pitt's face on Bob Marley's head or something, and mm-hmm. it was so expertly photoshopped that it kind of did look like a, a bit of a movie cover. And they were like, they're going to have Brad Pitt play Bob Marley, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I kind of knew it was fake. But even in the event that it wasn't, I still felt like I needed to stand on my soapbox and say something. I was like, you know what? This yeah. is BS. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and then um, the old classmate gets on my post and she's like, well, they made Annie black. I don't understand why you can't make Barb Mar- Bob Marley white. I was like, Annie is not a real person. Right, exactly. <laughs> Annie exactly. was a fictional character. My thing is, it's almost like we've been stereotyped to a point where people cannot see us outside a certain role. You know, like Absolutely. they they want us, they want to see us in, you know, in a in some kind of hood flick or. Absolutely. Uh, you know, over overly dramatized black film, like and, and stick us in this in this box. You know, keep us. It in literally that box. has to be surrounded by our culture. It yeah. has to be a reality base surrounded by our culture, or it's not worthy of cinema. Period. Yeah. You know, it's not worthy of viewership at all. Right. They look at it like this: like, how can yeah. this? How can this girl, this black girl, get a role, get the role of a film that is likely to be critically acclaimed and be lined up for things like Emmys and Oscars and you know what I mean? Like basically almost saying we're not good enough for that role. That role that is go ahead. Absolutely. And then on top of that, I if we actually think about what the Little Mermaid would have really looked like, dreads? are probably the best thing for water when it comes mm-hmm. to getting black girl hair wet. Because mm-hmm. white girl hair can't even be that wet and still be <laughs> pop out. Honestly, I feel like dreadlocks are literally the only things that hold their actual curl, hold their actual format and structure when you get in the water and when you get out. Period. That's why I love them so much. So at the end of the day, this dread-headed girl when she comes up out of the water, the sun is beaming on her. Boom, melanin. First of all, realistically, the Little Mermaid is not white. If we really want to get like, <laughs> or we get, like uh, philosophical with it, you know, take it back to like technicalities. You know what I'm saying? If anything, it would make more sense for the Little Mermaid to be black with dreadlocks. Yeah. Like specifically, this type of black person. That sings like an angel. Like, I don't, 
I don't see anybody who would be better for the role. Yeah. It wouldn't make any sense. Anybody else pop about that water, their hair is going to either be stringy, frizzy, puffy, whatever. Her hair is going to remain the exact same it was when she popped when she pops out of that water. So yeah. at the end of the day, you know, that's just I mean, if we want to really get into like the movie buff part of it, then yeah, you know, let's talk about that technicality. <laughs> you know, but point is is that this girl right here Black, white, Indian, Italian, I don't give a damn, is the best for the role, period. Yeah, I do agree. Yeah. And there, there's there's nothing that you can argue on that one. You know, I think it I think it is a little hilarious. It's gotten out it's got to a point where people are now it's almost like it's like a meme war going on because <laughs> people are now making memes uh black television shows if they have like white characters. You see you see that going around and I, then go ahead. Not gonna lie, it does make me itch a little bit when I see that a white person posted it, you know, just to be mean. But you know what? Intention aside, funny is funny, funny's not funny. At <laughs> yeah. the end of the day, you know, it depends on how you can take a joke. Like they did they did a version of putting like Steve Martin on the Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was hilarious. I was like, "This, this is actual comedy." Because yeah, did you I see the Roots the one? They had, uh, they had huh? Killmonger like. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh my God! Did you see the Players Club one with Sandra yeah. Bullock? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hilarious, dude! Yeah. I was like, you know what? That's funny. They even did it. Like they even took like the uh, shows with like white cartoon characters and they they replaced them with like black people um like uh hey arnold hey andre family guy oh my god the rugrats one was adorable though (laughs) yeah it was hilarious oh man hilarious that's so funny (laughs) so yeah it's it's definitely an interesting time i'm glad that you know they're able to laugh about it because i honestly right now hallie bailey is at the essence festival she is not worried about us or whatever you know what i mean she's not worried about anything she is so unbothered by everything and it's it's so beautiful it is so beautiful you know what I mean? So much controversy. Like, her name is buzzing and she doesn't even care. She's just going about her business. Like, that is literally how a person is supposed to act, hey, you know, in, in the line of fire. It's above me now. <laughs> above me now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like that's what she's saying. It's above me now. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into the next topic. Just yeah. do it. All being right. Part of it, just me being where I am in my life now, making some of these transitions and really going after everything. You know, I, I thought it was something worth talking about. And of course, you're a great person to have this conversation with, you know, doing the things that you're doing and also going after everything that you're going after. And one of the things I want to start off by saying to the listeners or anybody that that wants to go after something that hasn't gone after it yet, or is in the beginning, you know, just now taking this, just now starting to take those steps, just Mm -hmm. go after what you want. And again, just like the segment title, just do it. You can say that again, take chances. And, you know, one thing I always say, you know, have a plan. One of the things I used to tell people, and if I remember to, I still tell people, you know, there's nothing wrong with uh, chasing your dream. But one of the things I say is 
don't chase your dream in blind pursuit. Absolutely. Because you're going to miss the details. Easy. Exactly. Have a have a plan. You know what you want to go after and just have a path, set some kind of path to get to that. Right. And even I ran into this recently, like, you know, telling people about some of my recent decisions and people didn't fully understand the vision is like, one of the things I have to remind myself, it's not meant for everybody to understand. It's not what? meant for everyone to understand, Cliff. But as long as you understand that this is how it's going to work and this is because, you know, every every time I go after something, one of the things I make sure to do is to get with the right people right. that can help, you know, that those people that are helping me along the way. Right. I want to do this. This is what I want to do to help get me there. Is this going to work? If so, okay, cool. How do I get to doing that you know what I mean how do I how is this going to help me get there and have those people but those are if anybody's going to understand that it's going to be those people that you are going to for help because more you know a lot of times they've done it you know what I mean and they are probably in a position that you want to be in to get to it's it's fun and and you know I I was talking to a guy the other day and you know he was telling me about someone he knows that kind of frustrates him and and he was saying, you know, they haven't really taken a fall yet. And one of the things I, I do believe is sometimes you have to fall in order to, to realize or I don't know, like you have to fall in yeah. or even fail right? to really realize some things. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, it's, it's like Eric Thomas it says. It kind of is like ahead. when you fall, like the roadmap, like is right under your ass when you get back up. You know what I mean? Like, you get up and you're like, oh, that's why I fell. Right. Mm, This actually seems like a better route to take to, you know, get me right back on track. Like, you think that, or even you think that you fell, you think that you fell. In reality, you know, you just got pushed into the right place or right to the right position. Or you fall to a certain point. Yeah. And you you feel like you you, even... (laughs) You may hit the bottom or you may hit close to the bottom, but you realize you, you hit a, you hit a, a low point. I like to call it. And that's your, that's where you're like, okay, I know what it feels like to be down here. I don't want to be here anymore. Therefore, right. how do I get out of this, get out of this rut? And what I was going to say is that Eric, it's like Eric Thomas says, he's like, he's like, some of y'all never felt pain before. Like you got to, sometimes you got to feel a little pain to make you do something. And it's so funny because having worked in sales, you know, one of the things we always talk about is like people have to feel pain sometimes. You're you can have you can have all these problems in your body, but until you have pain, you're not really gonna do anything about it. You know, you right. have a toothache or you you know your your bones are hurting or something like that. You know, you may not know that something's wrong with your body until that that pain kicks in and that pain makes you want to go solve the problem and so in right. life it's it's motivation yeah you know absolute motivation honestly that's true because again having pain some sort of pain is going to make people get up and do something like I said motivation something that drives you and then you know having that why and that's why that's one of it used to be a tough question for me to answer but you know People always ask me, you know, what's your why? I'm like, what do yeah. you mean, what's my why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> you know, right. outside of outside of, you know, money, what 
is your why? You know? Your drive. What is your driving motivation? Right. You know? Um. Because I mean, at the end of the day, money is not necessarily the root of all evil, but the love of it is. You know. So if that's your only motivation, if that's your only driving force towards anything, you know, you're either not going to stick with it long enough, or you're going to stick with it too long that it changes your authentic personality. You know, it changes yeah. you and as who you are because you're just like oh well if it's not making money it's not making sense and it's like yeah and, and you know i disagree with that because okay. i quit a, i quit a job before right right i've been laid off i've been fired all of those resulted in me not making any more money but you know what the great thing about all three of them was i didn't have the stress of having to report to that absolutely. job anymore absolutely you know and I one of the mis- go ahead no go ahead I was just going to say, I, the first mistake I made in quitting my job the first time was not having a plan. Right. And since then, I've gotten better with that. Right. You know, because once you have a plan, okay, good. And you understand what you have to do. Because that's, that's always the thing I tell people. It's like, mm-hmm. I have a plan. And, you know, I'm not afraid to step out on a limb and take that chance. And should it not work, mm-hmm. I have, I got other plans, too, to make whatever it is work but you go ahead no i was you know i was pretty much pretty much just gonna say that as well as you know when when you do have all that time on your hands you know what i mean okay so a friend hit me up yesterday i was going through like a really tough time i do often struggle with depression sort of connected to the fact that you know i'm a type 1 diabetic so it has like a physical anguish on me as well as a mental anguish on me. And it makes me feel like, wow, you can't really go anywhere without having an episode, can you? Wow, get yourself together. Take care of yourself. What's wrong with you? You know, and then sometimes it's like, wow, you took care of yourself all day long and you're still having these episodes, you know? So it kind of weighs on me a little. So I had a friend that called me to check up on my well-being and I you know I told him you know how hard it can be on me and stuff and I was just like man I feel worthless honestly you know I don't feel like you know I'm necessary I'm over here like second guessing my music my sound everything about me like I feel like I can't hold down a job you know because I'm always getting sick you know I I don't feel like I'll ever you know amount to anything and he said you are definitely worth more than you could ever imagine and you also have to know that you have 365 chances to make your dream come true you know what you want to be you know what you want to do and you can do it and you have 365 chances a year to make that happen for you so it's always going to happen sooner than you think so it might be scary it might it might be hard to work these jobs right now that are just bs jobs that aren't that stable that you know they they uh pay you pennies and you know they work you a little hard but at the end of the day one day you're going to be able to quit those jobs because you've been working so hard with them and it's because every single day no matter what you've been working towards your dream you know so when he told me I had 365 chances I was like well I guess I won't be an insurance rep (laughs) I guess I'll stay I guess I'll stay a host at this podunk um, restaurant, you know, in my neighborhood type idea, because at the end of the day, you know, um, though it's hard to be paid pennies, though it's hard to, you know, not have anything that's stable. And, you know, it's hard to kind of like live your life in such a, a limbo area. At the end of the day, it's all going to pay off the more you work towards your dream. 
You know what I mean? If you're spending every day, you know, going for it at the end of the day, you're going to be you're going to be where you want to be in no time. And then all those naysayers are going to be looking at you like, oh, should not have said nay. All the people that have faith in you are going to be undoubtedly proud. You know what I mean? But it's all that you have. to. You kind of just have to walk out on faith. You have to you have to the risk of sounding like my mother walk by faith and not by sight. <laughs> That's a perfect way to end it. All right, so my favorite part of the show, the interview, let the audience uh, get to learn a little bit more about what you got going on and get to catch them up to speed since the last time you've been on the same show. What yeah. What's happened since you were last on the same show? I was last on the same show last year, 2018. It is now 2019, Feels July. Like ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, uh, what is it, like six months maybe? Um <laughs> It does feel like a long time, man. Yeah, okay, the last time I was on the same show, I had just did my first performance ever, um, and I was getting great reviews. I probably only had two singles out, Sweet and Hobnobbin. Since then, I've dropped the song $1.96, and it's been making quite the splash around my area and, you know, a little bit outside of my area. But I've been just working on my EP, Things are moving a little slower than I expected. I kind of expected it to be out by now, but you know what? I feel like everything's going to happen within the time that it's supposed to happen. But I am just, I'm just steady working, constantly working. Um, I was honestly just in Chicago the other day, um, and I ended up becoming a brand ambassador for this t-shirt company called Everywhere. And their t-shirts are like 100% recycled which is awesome because apparently there's no t-shirt brand out there that's like 100% recycled material because they literally make their own material. You know, it's out of recycled plastic as well as, or like polyester fibers of plastic mixed with recycled cotton. That's super huge. And they've worked for the likes of like PepsiCo. They've worked with bands and major music festivals, their stuff is in urban outfitters and stuff like that. So um, I'm working with them now. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Like they have like this little eye insignia and stuff. Honestly, they want to make sure that they sell their shirts so that they can help artists basically pursuing their dreams. So like they want to give discounts to artists and discounts to nonprofits on their merchandise you know, so they're trying to kind of wholesale some of their stuff and they're based out of Los Angeles and stuff like that. So they're just a really, really awesome company. You know, each shirt saves like 650 gallons of water. So that is quite incredible, you know? So I, I'm actually very proud to be a part of a, a brand that is geared towards saving the planet because, you know, we only get one of them as far as we know. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I also ended up going over to this trippy ice cream shop in Chicago with my friend Iris. And we ended up meeting the owner. The owner loved me. He loves my music. And I have a song out called Good Vibes that you can look up on all platforms now. It's definitely on SoundCloud, Spotify, everywhere. You know, just look up Reminis X, you'll find it. And it's like this real chill hippie song. And um, the owner loved it. 
And I was able to kind of shoot my video for it in his ice cream shop. And it's the coolest ice cream shop. It's called Ice Cream Chocolate Shop. Like, literally, that's what it's called. It's Ice Cream Chocolate Shop. And it's in Chicago off of Exit 83. So, you know, you guys go over there and tell Ron that Reminisex said hi. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Also, you know, I've just been, you know, making music, dropping music. I'll be opening up for a reggae artist in late August. I have a lot of things, you know, in the making right now, you know. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed on everything. I'm just excited for what's to come. Um, Honestly, I'm a lot further than I was last year, which is already incredible, you know, because I've been doing music. Absolutely. I've been doing music for almost two years now, so it's, it's quite incredible to see how far I've come. But yeah, dollar ninety six is is a good song. You told me this before. Yeah. I, I want you to tell the listeners how did how did that song come to be? <laughs> okay, funny enough, I was I had worked in a job where I was the token blackie. For those who don't know what the token blackie is, it is black person that you choose so you can look like you're being diverse when you really don't want to be. So I was that. Uh, it was funny enough because they already had a black person to kind of fill that role, but it was a man and he was doing a great job at it, but I guess they just didn't think it would be that bad of an idea to get a black woman as well. That's what I fell into. I was constantly like harassed by different managers, basically saying that I wasn't doing stuff right. I almost got accused of stealing, but they honestly didn't have any evidence because I literally did not work that day. They just tried to pin it on me. And it was just like different situations going down. So I ended up listening to that song Spaceships by Kanye. And uh, when he's like, if my manager insults me again, I will be assaulting him after I fuck the manager up. Then I'm going to shorten the register up. Let's go back, back to the gap. Look at my check. Wasn't no scrap. So if I stole, never got caught. Yeah. Well, so so if I stole wasn't my fault, yeah, I stole never got caught. Um, so <laughs> it was it was amazing. And then he was like, yeah. they take me to the back and pat me, asking me about some khakis, but let some black people walk in. I bet you they show off their token black. That like that whole first verse just kind of like took my mind on a whole journey, you know, because I was like, wow, he's literally saying exactly how I feel right now. So when he said this fucking job can't help him, so I quit. Y'all welcome. That's literally what I said. I let, mm-hmm. you know, I sent them an email. I didn't even go back in. I just sent them an email and said, I'm not coming back. Um, I don't like the way I've been treated. You know, obviously I was very um, articulate about it, but it was just very hard for me. So, you know, I ended up writing $1.96 about it. You know, I said, I'm a wreck. I want to quit, but I can't. My manager is a prick. I'm planning to hit a lick on him, you know, and it kind of was a, very therapeutic experience for me because honestly I was literally writing about how much was in my bank account how Mm -hmm. you know jobs treat you any kind of way when they're paying you a certain wage you know because they just don't feel like you're worth it or even when you have a certain job title you could be getting paid you know decent money to live off of but at the end of the day when you have a specific job title that you're under this many people you know they treat you like you're dirt they treat you like you're not even worth it you know and I I don't like that. I don't like it at all. And, you know, what sucks even more is when you're not getting paid that well and, you know, all you have is a dollar ninety six and then they're treating you like crap. And it's like, wow, it's crazy because I need this job. 
<laughs> right. That's true. So, yeah, that's pretty much the inspiration behind Dollar Ninety Six. Funny enough, on my way to to Charlotte when I saw you last, when I was on the same show last, I actually was riding it on the train ride, you know, to Chicago to get on the plane. So, Word. yeah, yeah, it was kind of all a part of the same journey. So. That was around the time that I actually wrote it. Um, and people have been responding very well to it. I, I didn't realize that I was writing such a relatable song because I was making it so personal to myself. I was like, hey, these are my dreams. Yolo be the motto, got dreams of rock and Apollo. Music well, is like the loud I played in my pockets hollow. I'm like, hey, that, that's me. We all, that's, that's- it's, it's like Barry said, he, you know, we all yeah. experience a lot of same things. It just takes yeah. for somebody to get out there and say it. And then everybody's like, yo. I know what that that's feels like. true. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so relatable experiences, man. I, I didn't even realize I'd be one of those people. I felt like everybody could re- I could relate to everyone, but no one could relate to me. It was like when you said um, people don't understand your vision. That's how I feel all the time about anything I do. You know, I feel like nobody will ever understand it, you know, but I've realized now that it's my responsibility to still put it out there because somebody will understand it. Somebody needs to hear it. You know, the people that don't understand it probably don't need to hear it. Yeah. I agree. So what can, what can fans expect from you going forward? Man, music, music, artistry, honestly. I I don't even want to say just music. I want to say artistry, you know, right now um, I'm working on writing this film with one of my friends who's a filmmaker, which, you know, kind of, that came together very quickly, um, but I'm I'm blessed to be in put in that position to uh, you know put my hand in something that could be incredible, or at least the start to something incredible. So yeah, more music, more artistry. You know, when it comes to fashion, like I said, I'm going to New York Fashion Week, so who knows what's going to inspire me there? More photos, videos. I pretty much network everywhere I go, so. You know, expect to see Nia in different locations. <laughs> word, word. I know you expect mentioned you had some uh, performances coming up. Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, just locally right now, I'll be performing at a local spot in South Bend, Indiana called Veggie Buddies. Um, I'm opening up for a reggae artist called Ross, Ross Slick. And I'm also opening, or I'm also performing at a... It's like a culture fest that's going to be happening at one of our local parks. So, you know, um, I'm starting small, but, you know, I'm on my way up. Only way is up from here. Good stuff. Well, before we wrap it up, you know, want the fans, in case they haven't heard you before and and aren't following you yet, you know, definitely let them know where they can find you and uh, let them know where they can find your music as well so that they can, you know, keep up with what you have going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my name is Reminis X. R-E-M-I-N-I-S-C-E dot X. So you can look me up on Spotify. I'm on SoundCloud. I'm on Apple Music, Tidal, pretty much every musical platform that there is. My Instagram is reminisce with me. Not hard to remember at all. Just, you know, remember to reminisce with me. Um, <laughs> you also, you know, look me up on Facebook, Reminisce X. I'm trying to, you know, get more involved out here in the social media realm and you know listen to my music let me know what you think well y'all heard her you know make sure to check her out you know go follow her and you know stay up to date with what she has going on she 
has some really dope music. So not just saying that because she's a friend. I love yeah. her music. So definitely go give her a <laughs> listen and follow her on social media. Thank you for coming back on the same show. This obviously won't be the last time. Right. Um, you know, it's always fun, you know, talking to you on and off the show. With that being said, thank you everybody for listening and, you know, continue to support the same show, continue spreading the word, continue to like, follow, you know, subscribe to the same show. You can find the same show everywhere on all streaming platforms. You know, so again, being said, this is the same show, episode 36, the show about nothing and everything. Hey. Until, <laughs> until <laughs> next time. <laughs>